Okay, and we're live. Welcome everybody to episode 39 of Sex Wars. We've had a little bit of a hiatus, not for any particular reason. Uh, as many of you know, I'm a new father, so I've been kind of busy. I uh, have a lot of interesting guests that I've been working on and that have expressed interest in coming on the show. But then when it comes to actually pinning down a date, it can be a little bit like herding cats sometimes with these YouTubers. Uh, that's not the case with today's guest, who is a consummate professional. Very, very easy to work with. We have Brittany Selner here today. Some of you might know her formerly as Brittany Pettibone, although she's been married for a while now, so you're probably all on the same page. I'm very excited. I've wanted to talk to you uh, for a long time because, uh, so, you know, I've been on YouTube for like six years or so. I started off doing like the whole anti-SJW kind of like I'm sick of all this virtue signaling. Stop calling everything right. racist. It's not very helpful. I eventually kind of realized that that comes from a place of moral narcissism, I like to call it, which is wanting to make yourself feel morally superior to other people. And so you have to kind of put them on a lower moral level. And then eventually what I realized is that all of these problems stem from our modern sort of just lack of traditional morality, which is part of the reason I wanted to do sex wars. I want to talk about more of these sort of issues. I, I encourage people not to watch porn, to have monogamous relationships, kind of basic stuff. But you've been ahead on the curve of that, Brittany. You've been doing that for many years. You've even published a book, uh, which I haven't read. I'm ashamed to say, but I think it's called no what, what Makes Us Girls. Is that? I actually have a new one now too. That's just a few weeks old. So, um, so you we can talk about that. Yeah, you've been beating this drum for a while. What made you, um, what made you folk decide to focus on this aspect of you know the the cultural issues? I found personally that it was my strongest suit. I and and like you said, I do agree with you that it can be kind of mean and morally narcissistic if you're just there attacking people all the time. So I normally don't attack individuals. I try to, for the most part, stay away from that in my videos. And it's more ideas, um, you know, ideology. That's what I normally go after, or just trends I see in in society that I think are negative. So I, yeah, I don't like to target people gen, gen, um, in my video. Or if I like use a tweet, I'll like blur it out even the name just because I know the internet's really mean and I don't want to contribute to that but I do think constructive criticism is good without putting myself on some sort of morally high level than other people that's not the point um, it's more I just see that there is absolutely no moral line in our society anymore I mean you see people openly promoting incest and pedophilia and stuff now and I'm just like where does it stop maybe you know <laughs> so um, I felt like this was my stronger suit as um, as opposed to like political analysis. I think other people are much better at that. And um, I've done it sometimes, but I find that I'm stronger in the cultural area. Great. Okay, so we have a, on this cultural area, we have a lot of stories and things to talk about today. Real quick, before we get into that, I wanna talk about our sponsor today. Episode 39 of Sex Wars is brought to you by our friends at BitLevix. If you guys have watched the last few episodes, you've heard me talk about this. 
Uh, BitLevix is an options trading platform where you're, which means you're effectively betting on the price of crypto. You're buying options contracts where you're predicting if the price is going to go up or down. And if you're right, you make money. Now, what's new, and if you'll look on my um, screen here on my account, you'll see that I have money in my balance now. Uh, because I added a thousand of my own dollars to play with because some of you guys were saying BitLevix is a scam and I wanted to make sure I wasn't pushing a scam. And the only way for me to really know was to put my money on the line. And as you can see, I have more money now than I started with. You can see down here, I have a contract where I bet the price of Ethereum is going to go down. And that's headed very much in the wrong direction. Uh, so I'm losing Ooh, money there. LP, you should have you should have uh, consulted me first yeah. on that well, one. Well, <laughs> you know, throw a one in the chat if you think I should stick to my guns because I have three months for Ethereum to drop below two thousand six hundred. Uh, throw a two if you think I should panic sell and just recoup my two hundred dollars out of my three hundred. I would say I would call it smart selling. <laughs> if if I um, if I show you my history, you can see. I have made some good trades, some bad trades. So there's risk involved in everything. You're not going to make fuck you money without taking some risks. You're not going to start making thousands of dollars a week by clicking a few buttons unless you're willing to make some risks. So don't do this if you can't handle losing your money. But if you want to try it out and see if you can make money, like I said, when you sign up, You'll get a call from one of their account managers who will walk you through everything. I talk to my guy every other day. He calls me. We have a kind of a, um, what's that movie? Jerry Maguire relationship. Like he's the Jerry Maguire. I'm the black dude. And I'm like, he'll call me. These these ones you're looking at here that are at like 30% profit. The day before yesterday, they were all at negative 25 I sold them yesterday at like 30 and he called me and he's like, how's it going? I'm like, how do you think it's going? Paul, I'm freaking out, man. All my fucking money's going up in smoke. So we have fun. Uh, and, and that's basically it. There's a link in the description you can use to sign up, which is a good way to do it. Cause it tells them that you came through sex wars and they'll keep our sponsorship going. So you check the link in the description. And uh, if you get Paul as your account manager, tell him Lyndon says, you want the VIP treatment. Whoops. Let me, I can't stop screen sharing. I did the totally the uh, wrong options thing there. Are getting, options are getting a lot more popular. Um, there's a lot of research to do. Like um, you can you can find some really good videos online about uh, trading options uh, in the stock market. I presume that it, that it operates very similarly with Bitcoin. I would not have had you... Um, bet the ethereum is going down though you and i are betting right, against well, <laughs> you know what we can do another stream with investment advice um, some other time how, yeah i'll uh, well I, I won't do it on a live stream but <laughs> i'll talk to you over the phone and uh, oh, you're, you're gonna give me the vip yeah. inside you're gonna give me the insider trading scoop no just the educated the the educated gambling versus non-educated gambling because options uh, <laughs> is gambling, but you can make a lot of money on it. I don't know anything mm -hmm. about Ethereum. I just operate yeah. on, on uh, clearly. Because you think it's going down. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on to the first story that I have for us today. If I can pull this up, if I can, it's been so long since we've done one of these live streams. I have to remember. Okay, let me get this here. Let me get it on screen. 
All right. So this is a tweet I saw today from Extinction Rebellion. And there's a little 90 second video here. Let's listen to this. Since I was a teenager, what I wanted to be when I grew up was a mother. Along alongside other things, I wanted to be the Prime Minister, I wanted to cure cancer, but I wanted to be a mother, specifically mother to a football team and a sub's worth of children. I've had this vision of having a happy, glowing family and would live somewhere wonderful, probably by the coast, and would be really happy all together as a beautiful family unit. I was on a megabus in 2018 going up country when I read headlines, which were based on the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change's 2018 report. Um, and it was pretty damning. Um, suddenly I realised that if I'd given birth to a child that day that I was reading these headlines, my child would have been in year seven by the time we reached these tipping points. And these tipping points are going to be ecosystem collapse, food shortages, floods, areas of our beautiful coastal home enveloped by the ocean. And I realised that I couldn't possibly raise a child in that world I couldn't raise my football team and a sub and bring them into this world that wasn't going to have the same opportunity as I had where even food was going to be a struggle I'm taking part in the rebellion of one because I'm grieving children that I will not conceive the, well, rebe it's the rebellion of on... one what do you think about that yeah. Brittany environmental this whole like movement is very like anti-natalist it's very anti-baby you as you can see but i do wonder why do they only encourage this in western nations you don't see this sort of propaganda anywhere else and it's it's the same with like the carbon footprint and the emissions and everything the only people attacked is like the us or europe countries like this and nobody else there's never a peep about them and i just find that very interesting yeah i mean it's when can I add one other thing? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the other weird thing to me is, okay, so we do understand that like Western nations, we if we have cell phones, we our footprint, we have vehicles, we our ecological footprint as individuals um, is much higher than say someone who lives off the land, like even maybe a farmer. Um, so we do consume a lot more. We throw more trash away. We, we just, we use more electricity resources. Um, a lot more goes into producing our food in America and in a lot of Western nations. However, with the migrant crisis, one of the things they're doing is they're bringing people into those exactly. nations where they now have a cell phone. They now have new sneakers every year. They So they're producing or sorry, their their footprint is just as big, given a certain amount of time, um, whereas they're, they're, we do need to save our planet. I, I am a little liberal when it comes to this. I don't believe that the planet's going to explode in 12 years, but, or I guess we're down to like nine now. Is, is she, um, if you're paying attention to the video, it's actually five years because she talked about a report five, okay, five in, years? In two, okay. from 2018 or maybe even four years that said in seven years, the world the solution would, be, would be for her to raise children who are ecologically conscious um, there are people right. now that are working on recy taking recycled plastic and making really solid bricks, like construction material out of it. Um, they're, you, they're reusing um, different materials for fabrics. I mean, we're stepping in the right direction. If we continue to step in the right direction, using less stuff, not going into debt to buy things we're going to throw in a landfill. Like there's a lot of things that we could do to change our behavior. Just not having babies. She's not, I feel like she wants a, a crown. 
and she's she's not right. doing she's not actively doing anything. She's just saying she's not going to have kids. I would say that she's just a selfish lady who just doesn't want kids, but it feels like she does want children, but she's been brainwashed into this so, this like ideology. Mm -hmm. Something I would just add um, that you mentioned that you're kind of liberal being environmentally conscious. I actually don't look at that as a liberal thing and it shouldn't be like, we should all care about the environment and nature. And this is something that's very long been a right wing thing. I think it's only now that it seems left wing because they're so militant about it and suggesting all of these really extreme measures. Like, um, for example, here in Austria, every right wing person I know loves the environment. My husband for years, anytime he sees trash in the street, it doesn't matter whose it is, he picks it up and throws it out. He's been doing that ever since I met him. So like in Austria, it's such a beautiful country. People care so much about the nature. So I just think there's a difference, more of opinion on the right and the left between the measures to be taken and also what the future holds. You know, a lot of people don't believe like the world's ending in 12 years or whatever it might be. You know, the, the left has a lot of predictions which they've been making for several decades now. So yeah, it's, it's always the, the, the catastrophe is always just around the corner and it never quite seems to materialize. And then nobody ever says, oh, I mean, they've been saying this stuff since like the 70s, the 60s and 70s. No, it was global freezing back then. Global cooling. cooling yeah. Back then it was global cooling. Now it's global warming. And, and just to go back to what you were saying about how you this seems to be a thing that targets Western nations. It's also, and this is just an anecdotal observation, but it's always white people in the propaganda in, in the, who are saying don't have, I think I've seen one instance where it wasn't that. And everybody kind of was like, Whoa, they're going to get lashed back for this. You know, I, I think there was one ad like anti, what you would call an anti-natalist environmental ad that featured a black woman, but it's almost always white people. It's just hard not yeah. to notice that. And, uh, this is an uh, interesting report I saw on Twitter yesterday, and I don't have the story here, but I can find it for people who are interested in the comments or whatever. Australia, like, locked down their borders for COVID pretty oh, hard. Yeah. And so they've had, like, no immigration being an island nation, right? It's They don't have the same kind of problems that the U.S. have with people just flooding or other places in Europe. So they've had, like, no immigration for a year in Australia. And what's happened is that the population has dipped down a tiny bit for the first time in, like, forever. And the wages are going up and employment is down. Right. So basically everything that the sort of anti-immigration people have been saying is like, well, there it is. So you mean unemployment is going down? Yeah. Did I say employment? Oh, I, I, meant I it's not, it's I might have caught it wrong. So I, un sorry, unemployment I, is down. It, it went up at first because business is closing, et cetera, for covid. But it's the government put money into like apprentice programs and training programs and stuff like that. And now unemployment is down from where it was before the pandemic, I believe from what I read and wages are up a bit. And, and, you know, again, environment from an environmentalist viewpoint, the population like leveling out or whatever, is probably an okay thing. I, I I'm very pro having babies myself. Like, like to, for me to brainwash young women into being guilt tripped, about wanting to have a family and, and telling them that they're going to ruin the planet for doing what women were made to do, which is have babies. <laughs> you know, I, that I like to, to that respond. That to me is evil. It's evil. 
Yeah, I like to respond to women. If they come at if they're coming at it from a standpoint of like babies are bad, if they sound very anti-natalist and rude about it, um, I say, please, please don't have children because I'm having a ton of them. So <laughs> I want more space for my kids. Thank you. Please go get your tubes tied. And that usually like messes with them. No, now I'm going to go have more babies. I think a I lot of times now, though, a lot of women are just looking for an excuse or a justification not to have it. And then that's their in their mind, their moral justification, and then it makes them a good person to not have okay. it, uh, any children. Yes, yes. I think that a lot of people will justify things uh, that they actually want to do because people do what they want to do. They'll find any justification for it. But Brittany, one thing that is really bothers me a lot, and I, I won't really want to hear you talk about this, um, mm -hmm. is there was, a, there was the generation before us, the women were fighting for uh, work. They wanted to get into the workforce. And even though I'm not opposed to women in the workforce, um, by by um, increasing the available workers on the population, the wages went down significantly to a point where this generation can't afford. So now the wages, I've, I've heard so many stories where people said that back in the day, like one guy was saying his dad and his mom, and then he, there were four kids and his dad was a butcher the whole time and made enough so they could own their own home. So the cost of living is going up. The wages are going down. People can't have families and they blame wage suppression, but the wage suppression is because the women didn't want to stay home and take care of their children. And I understand there were other social things going on at the time, whatever, but women were being fed this whole, Hey, get out in the workforce, be an independent woman, make your own money. But by doing that, everyone's wages went down. And now we're at a point where it's very, very expensive to raise yeah. a family in America, especially if you're near a city. And it takes a man who can make a lot more money if you want to own a home. And, you know, if you don't want to just live out in the middle of nowhere, like LP wants right. to do, it, it costs a lot more if you want that normal middle-class lifestyle. But I kind of wanted to hear you chime in and give like, any yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, for my parents, they had eight children. They had no tax breaks for this. In That's fact, wild. they were punished. They were punished, you know, well, we lived in California, you know, by the state. In a way, it's, you get no reprieve. So they had to support eight kids. You know, thankfully, my mom did have some income as well. Um, but that is it. I don't judge women who have to work. Um, my criticism is when people glorify career over motherhood as if motherhood and being a stay-at-home mom is something inferior. So if, if to support a family, both the husband and wife need to work, yeah, I have no problem with this. That's just how it has to go sometimes. But obviously for a lot of women, it is, um, many women, it is ideal that their husband, um, can be the one working and they stay at home. A lot of women still do want this. They might not be the ones on the internet, but pretty much my entire social circle here, that's what they want. Um, but it's just a question of, is it possible? And then they all go to college and get jobs as a backup plan, because as you said, it's very expensive. I mean, even here in Austria, it is as well. So I don't see like how, yeah, most families can swing this with just the, the husband working. So yeah, it's a very difficult, um, situation and you also don't have the government like in Hungary for example if you have um they actually have incentives so if you have children they actually pay you they give you tax breaks if I'm not mistaken if you have at least four children then you don't have to pay federal tax anymore um it's something like this whoa so whoa, 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 whoa back up really back up back up four children hold on 
Yeah. In Hungary, if you have four children, you don't pay any federal taxes. Um, yeah. Let me look it up to double check. But they have that... it's all about raising the birth rate right now in, in Hungary. So they're incentivizing okay. families. And now the marriage rate and the birth rate have skyrocketed over the past um, several years. So Orban, you know, some people like him, some people hate him, but he's actually trying to raise the birth weight there. And it is working because you actually have a government that is supporting families. Um, whereas in the U.S., what do families have? Like, what's what's one good thing? Abortion. I mean, that's that's yeah. like what they yeah, every that's kind of the argument is they're saying, like, we we want, um, you know, access to abortion and such. And even if you believe that that's a woman's right or a fa or a couple's right or whatever, um, it's still there. The push is never pro family. The push is never pro uh, mothers and fathers raising a, a, a child or children mm -hmm. together. It's always it's the number of women that I've met through these like mommy groups that I'm in um, that feel conflicted, like they're becoming conservative because they don't want their children to be associated with like really bad things. Or they mm -hmm. they want to protect their child, I should say, like they don't want them on social media and they, they yeah, feel they're becoming a conservative. Also, like moms who have two kids who want a third, they're like, is this overkill? It's like, you shouldn't be asking women on the internet. You should be talking to your husband. You two should determine whether or not you should have more children, not strangers who just want to see your family fail. Because mm -hmm. ultimately, I really think it comes down to um, some form of um, competition, even if people aren't aware that that's what mm -hmm. they're doing. But I really yeah. think it's like a, a sexual competition for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, I just want to throw in my two cents on yeah. what you were saying about a, like a just using the environment as a justification for what they already want, which is to not have kids in the first place. The It did make me think that the, the angles of attack and the propaganda it comes from different directions. The environment is one, but there's another mm -hmm. one where you keep having these studies that are published that they push where they say, oh, people without children are the happiest people. Um, so, and, and then it's like, oh, your money, you know, kid, they say kids are so expensive. Don't you want to own a jet ski? Don't you want to go to Paris or whatever? No one wants to go to Paris anymore, but there's probably somewhere people still want to go. Real quick, LP, children are expensive, but they inspire you to make more money. Like quite well, honestly, I, I, no, no, no. I know so many people who are so much more successful that had they not gotten married and had children, they wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have been motivated to get to that next level. So I, yes, I they're agree. expensive. And I, I have a video called Full Life where I talk about how the birth of my daughter like turned me into like a way better yes. person than I was before. Yes. I agree with what you're saying. Yes. But also, so for you, it wasn't all also, about money. kids are not as expensive as all the hype, as all of what people want to tell you. The uh, problem people always have is they're like, well, I got to wait till I'm making six figures before I have a kid. And you don't. You, you yeah. really, you just you have can, to. Be you can have kids cheaper, definitely. Yeah, I think a huge, um, something I want to mention on that, but really quick before I'll just say um, about Hungary. Um, so it was all about the, the demographics there, uh, which they wanted to boost. So they say um, they introduced generous tax breaks for large families and greatly increased social benefits for all families. Those with three or more children pay virtually no taxes. And then in just a few years, Hungary went from being one of the countries that spends the least on families in the OECD to being one of those that do the most. 
So yeah, they actually are directly incentivizing like family growth and family prosperity there right now. But kind of on the note of um, being um, raising families being expensive, something I notice with um, the migrants that come here to Austria, and this is you know all throughout Europe, is they're a very family community based culture. So they all move in areas where you know um, they're communities are you know most of them are muslim and they all like raise each other like it takes a village to raise a family this is their mentality they're very um um, have a very strong in-group all of the women help each other out um and this they get by really cheaply like they don't aren't making millions millions of dollars but they can survive much easier because they're so community oriented and help each other out with everything even giving each other work and everything i kind of experienced this myself growing up because i lived in a catholic community a pretty big one where almost everyone was catholic and it was the same tons of people had eight ten kids not very well off but everyone got by if they needed clothes families would give other families clothes. And this is just how oh, it yeah, works. Oh yeah, hand-me-down culture is, yeah. yeah but now everyone's so awesome. atomized. Nobody knows each other, cares about each other. I mean, unless you live somewhere like Idaho, where yeah, everyone's be, friendly be and loves each other. close to but... just your parents even, so they can mm-hmm. babysit for free, which they love to do. All, all exactly. of these things, you know, it's it's it all adds up. Uh, or, you know what, we could probably riff on this topic for the full hour that we have here, but I have a bunch of other stories I want to touch on. So I'm just going to I'm gonna cut it there and move on to the next thing. This is something I heard you mention in one of your recent videos, Brittany. Uh, Daniel Bragoli, I don't know, the, the cash me outside girl. Everybody knows who you're talking about when you say the cash me outside girl. <laughs> I, th- I believe she goes by Bad Bobby on It's Bad media. Baby. It's oh, it Bad Baby. baby. I, thought it was like, I thought it was supposed to be like Barbie, it's but Bobby. L- no, no. no. L- <laughs> L- L- is Boomer. B-H-O-O-M-E-R. No she has hit songs, a bunch of hit songs. My wife was telling me this yesterday, and then she played a couple, and I was like, this is the worst fucking music I've ever heard in my life, but she has like 8 million YouTube subscribers, like 18 million Instagram followers. And she just turned 18 years old and made a million dollars on OnlyFans in six hours, breaking all the new records. Um, so am I to presume this is a, a an adult content OnlyFans? Because I thought OnlyFans, you it doesn't have to be adult content. It doesn't have to be. And from what I understand, she actually hasn't posted full nudity. It's only sort of suggestive, like what boudoir type photos, whatever videos, yeah. like stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like bikini photos and stuff. And Which my funny. idea with the LP. You and I have an OnlyFans, but we just give life advice, <laughs> like on how to not, how to not end up in these in these kinds of situations. So but no, no, yeah. At the at the bottom of this uh, Rolling Stones article, they say something to the effect that uh, she she's de- gentrifying the platform, taking away revenue from the sex workers who really need it because they have wait, no other wait, wait, choice. Wait, 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 because she's white. No, I think it's more to do with that she is rich, I think. Okay. And doesn't Okay, I thought money. gentrifying was when a white person, yeah. like when they clean I, up something, I, try to make something more less the colloquial crashing. or like the practical use, okay. but the I think the the technical literal definition is when wealthy people move into a lower income okay. neighborhood. Uh, yeah. so 
you know, but I mean, I saw the the other sentence there said she didn't have to make an account. That's that, that's so funny because none of these girls have to make an account. Well, I mean, that's the interesting. It's when you when you phrase it that way, it's you're just openly admitting that these women are being exploited, right? That they're only doing yeah. this out of desperation. Yeah, pretty much. But I don't think that a lot of women are only doing it out of desperation. I think it's something that's very culturally or acceptable culture, yeah. now. And it's something that's praised as female empowerment. Although if you look at all of these things like OnlyFans and porn and, and strip clubs and whatever, who's the main audience? It's men. Yeah. So I don't understand. It's like a male well, thing. There's, like, and there's zero respect. And that's a reason right. why. I mean, there there's so many things if you look at like why a lot of uh, predators, male predators will will pursue women like this it's because they're perceived and it's not society telling them that it's um the women are are projecting this this uh lack of value to other people and you know it's uh because i guess it's almost like supply and demand the women that are in higher demand uh or sorry the women that are in higher demand and there's a lower supply versus these women anybody can have them if you have a couple of dollars so they're perceived as very low value women and so that, so men who are more abusive, they, they can access these women very easily. And that's why a lot of the women who end up getting in abusive relationships tend to have like mental illness. They tend to have a history of problems. And um, it's, it's very unfortunate because it in, they end up in a cycle that they can't get out of. But women like her, I don't, I mean, I really don't know a whole lot about her. I do know that she has a music career and she got her start on Dr. Phil and she ended up at some ranch that he mm -hmm. he sent her to and apparently that was not a good place for her but uh from what i understand she's just kind of taking it and running with it and i don't know that this is exactly where i would expect her to be though given what i know about her it's unfortunate is that like she got tattoos uh well speaking okay so i i don't know about the tattoos but i like i said i didn't know anything about bad baby before this other than the whole cash me outside thing. So I wanted to just, I looked up her recent YouTube video. Apparently she's embroiled in a battle with Dr. Phil because mm -hmm. the, the ranch that he sends kids yeah, to is, I, is very yep. abusive. But I want to play just a little bit. We're not going to watch eight minutes. I'm going to play like 60 seconds or so of this so that you guys can see what a million dollar in six hours sex worker looks like now. Emails and DMs and all types of stuff of multiple kids wanting to give me their stories. It just shows me like, you know, I'm not the only one that went through these kind of things. It feels good to be able to relate. I just want to keep conversation about it going. I want more and more people to hear about it. Now, Brittany, I know you don't like to attack people personally because you're a much better person than I am. But I'm just going to say, what the fuck is going on with this hair? You can see all the acne. How is this girl's making a million dollars in six hours on OnlyFans? What is, come on. What is going on with the world? I just don't understand. I just don't understand. I I mean, I, I'm not going to attack her on her looks. She just, she's, she, she looks tired and not wearing any makeup. Mm -hmm. I think you're so used to seeing her photoshopped and I'm not wearing used to so much makeup. Anything that, about her. This is this is I really the first never thing seen, I've seen since Doctor on, on Phil, right? Yeah, that yeah, that was like what okay. she was like 16 or 15 at the time. Well, or again, guys aren't going after these women because because they're necessarily physically. It, it's because they're they're famous. 
Is that all it is? is, it, like, uh, is it's, it it's her attitude. It's somebody? kind of the, again, it goes to the, she makes herself very accessible to low value men. <sighs> when I became aware of her, when she first did that Dr. Phil interview, the, the catch me outside one. And just from what I could see, you know, on the one hand, she has to take full responsibility for her bad behavior because she seemed like she was a lot of trouble for her mother. But I also think that she obviously had not the best childhood. It seemed pretty unstable. And so it's just I'm always a bit empathetic towards people like this because um, you just see like I, for example, was really blessed with an, an amazing childhood and two wonderful parents. Um, and not everybody is fortunate enough to have such a good upbringing. So. Um, yeah, people need to take responsibility for their own actions. But on the other hand, you just have less in life if you don't have a good upbringing. Um, it's definitely a huge blessing. Yeah, it's so. one of the real forms of privilege, isn't it? Not, yeah, absolutely. Not, not just to be born into any kind of wealth, but any just a loving, uh, stable home environment. Exactly. One of the best things you could yeah. have. Uh, okay, uh, we got more stores to pound through so LP, real quick your audio has been jumping a little bit really just the last because i turned yeah off, just the last couple of sentences okay the, uh, the auto correct on Streamlab, hoping that I, that I might be it i don't know what to, no i turned it off you're like good before, now so okay. i just all right i didn't want it to continue all right anyway hopefully i i, I don't know i don't want to say about that the, the next thing, this is another story that came out just today that I saw and I wanted mm -hmm. to throw it at you guys. So this is in the UK, a Christian pastor arrested for making homophobic statements after preaching from the Bible. And when you when you go into the story, what you see is effectively that what he he wasn't really even making homophobic quote unquote statements. According to this, he was just saying that marriage is between a man and a woman, mm -hmm. which is a fairly mainstream Christian viewpoint, maybe less so now than it used to be, but still some places that believe that. And, um, you know, my first thought when I saw this is like, well, it's in the UK where they have a lot of Muslims who also share those views but they never seem to get arrested and it, it made me think too of the thing with lauren southern where she went to the uk i was there actually I, I, that, see that's what i was gonna yeah. ask because i was like weren't you a part of that you guys yeah. went, went and did like the allah is gay basically yeah i can explain to you what yeah, that what that was but the old just flashback on this on the note of this story this isn't the first time this has happened there was a i've just pulled up the article there was a, in the uk a christian cafe in blackpool was warned by police that bible verses shown on a tv screen breached public order laws they were homophobic according to the police so this is something that has happened more than once it happened in canada her, too and really also, okay. I, one other thing i want to add is because i say well they don't do it to muslims but it's not just muslims you have like the hebrew is israelites you know the black mm -hmm. hebrew who go they then they don't just preach like anti-lgbt stuff it, they'll they do race stuff too and yeah. it, it just seems like you know if if you're a Christian, you're, you're fair game, but with these other groups. It's, no, so it's very true. It's the same here in Austria. For example, if you criticize Islam, you'll, you can be convicted of hate speech. There's now several thousand um, hate speech trials in Austria per year and trial. And, and Austria is a tiny country, 8.5 million people in the whole that's country. Crazy. That's smaller than California. Yeah. Um, so at the pro-life March every year, Antifa bring a banner that says uh, Mary should have aborted Christ. Okay, think of something like equal, equally blasphemic um, 
in Islam that you said against Islam and see if the police would tolerate that or the authorities. They absolutely wouldn't. So you're free to say whatever the hell you want about Christianity, Catholicism, but other religions are protected. And that's how this these hate speech laws work. But that's why we were inspired to do this experiment. It came from a Vice article that was talking about, was Jesus gay? So they're just you know, openly they've done, was Jesus trans before, you know, all this garbage. So we decided to pretend to be leftists doing the same thing, being all progressive, like uh, was Allah gay? Allah is a a gay God. So we weren't intending to insult Muslims. That wasn't the point. It was to make, it was to do a public experiment, a social experiment to show how the two religions are treated differently. And it played out as exactly as we anticipated. We pretended to be leftists, like very progressive, like, oh, this is so welcoming. And it was interesting because all the British white people walking by were like, yeah, great, man. And it was, of course, <laughs> the, the, the Muslims that were insulted and understandably so. Um, and then the police intervened and they took away our flyers and said, if we didn't leave, we'd be arrested. And if you've seen the video, you, you see what happened. But I think it's still on BitChute, Lauren, Lauren's BitChute channel, but not on YouTube anymore. Um, yeah, it was a crazy, crazy uh, day. I, mean, I don't know what we says, were thinking. It says everything. Does it? If you're a Christian and you go out and say marriage is between a man and a woman, they'll arrest you. But similarly, if you go and you say Allah was gay, they'll threaten you with arrest as well, just because you're going to provoke the Muslims, right? But uh, yeah, I mean, that's just, it tells you everything you need to know. And and was that, did you guys end up getting like banned from the UK because, or was that? I didn't wrong? because of that Lauren did. So they didn't even mention that um, when my husband and I were um, held and like in prison there for three days, they deported me because I wanted to interview Tommy Robinson. That was the reason. So <laughs> I don't know. It was very strange. But then with, for, with her a few days later, I think they were searching for something, anything they could find. And then they stumbled upon this video, which she had recently released. And this is what they used as um, the basis for banning her permanently. But it was actually really crazy because they interrogated her under Schedule 7, like the Terrorism Act. So pretty wild. Yeah. I I just love that you guys did that though. I have to say, like that, those are the kind of <sighs> actions that just really, just really expose the whole system. But they're also ones where after you do it, you're like, "What was I thinking? That yeah. could have gone so horribly wrong." Um, yeah, really. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. one of the tensest moments I've ever experienced. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, balls uh, of steel, you ladies have. Uh, anything else you want to, you want to add on that Annika or, or Brittany, or should we move on to the next? No, one? no, really. I was actually, as you guys were talking, I was just thinking it bothers me how much just by having family values, just by, um, being like open and honest about like how a lot of religions kind of share certain views, but only, and, and I don't consider myself religious, Brittany at all. Mm-hmm. I never have, um, a Taoism and such, but that's not a religion. Mm-hmm. It's more just like meditative, but I've, I've just never been a Christian or anything. Um, I've, I've never, I've done the prayer. I've done the, please Jesus come into my heart, but I just haven't felt anything. So I'm open to religion and, I'm, and mm-hmm. I think theology is interesting. And I, I think I like the culture and the history that's associated with a lot of the positive aspects of religion, not the negative. Um, right. But it bothers me that I see myself in all these live streams and I find myself like, familiarizing myself with people on the right, which I never did before. Um, it just because I value family and because I, I, I value truth. 
And it's just weird to me. So that's kind of what was going through my head is sitting here listening to you talk about Lauren. I'm like, am I right wing? Because like, I totally would have done that. But in my mind, I would have done it from truth. It would have been from truth. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, It's hard though, the whole right left dichotomy now. I don't even know that it fits because there are so many people on the right that I'm sorry, we are not on the same side. Like these, these con ink type, I just, so it's difficult to even lump myself in with them because our interests are not aligned in any way. Um, Especially, I hate all this foreign interventionism and um, yeah. I I consider myself a business class radical centrist. Mm -hmm. That's what I tell people my political views are. <laughs> so. For me, I'm like Catholic. I don't know, because of course <laughs> I'm very right wing and I I have very like conservative principles, but it's also yeah. they've been redefined in so many ways. Like it's so people would call themselves conservative that I'm don't align with them. So of course, like there's a big umbrella there, but it's difficult now to find that exact political label that that fits you. And the problem is if you don't actually ascribe a political label to yourself, people will do it for you. And that's kind oh, of what's yeah. happened to me. Oh yeah. If you're um, yeah, if you're anywhere on the spectrum that's not the far left, you immediately get called right wing, which is right. Kind of not and also, for example, like I, I was fine with American nationalist, but in Western Europe, like in Austria and Germany, particularly nationalist is not a good label because it's associated with national socialism after World War II. So it's not nobody calls himself a nationalist here that doesn't exist except in the actual national socialist skinhead circles here. Um, But in Eastern Europe, they would refer to themselves as nationalists. It's very acceptable there and it's very acceptable in the US, but political (laughs) labels don't just cross over in countries, you know? There's a lot um, of people in the US that, that will take issue with you calling yourself a nationalist. Not sure, but I mean, even Trump called himself a nationalist, it is my point. Mm-hmm. There, um, yeah, there is a clear difference between nas- being a nationalist and being like, um, like ethno-nationalist or then being like national socialist, which even though the word national socialist doesn't sound bad, if you actually break it down, um, the history of it and the groups that associated it, it's like the, it, well, that's where Nazi came from was national socialism. Yeah. It was, right. Um, Correct. Wasn't it yeah, like it was a Hitler's fascism? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was Hitler's form of fascism, but um, yeah. also it's, like ethno-nationalism also doesn't even really, it's a weird term also in Europe because nobody calls themselves white. If, if you're like, I'm white, yes. people laugh yep. at you. You're Austrian, you're German, you're French, yeah. you're, you're whatever um, it might be. And people like the Austrians don't want a million Swedes here just as much as they don't want a million people from Saudi Arabia. Like based. it's, yeah. they just have very distinct cultures and identities here. Yep. Um, whereas obviously America and Australia and Canada, it's, you know, different. Yeah. We only, I think a lot of people still think that products we consume. Yeah. There are people that (laughs) think that like Swedes and the Finns are the same people like, or Norwegians and Finn and Dutch are the same people. They think they're the same people and it's like, (laughs) no, they're not. But just because they sunburn, (laughs) that's, yeah. But the Austrian and Germans, it's funny too, to observe because they're like, you know, when the Germans come here, they're like, go back to, you know, it's playful, but they don't like to be mixed as it, people acting like as if they're just the same because they speak German. Um, Yeah. I've actually talked to people like voice chat, like on clubhouse. And if you, if you get them wrong, you know, if you're like, oh, are you German? No, I'm Austrian. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, 
that sounds like a good time to dovetail into our next story here, although this is completely unrelated to anything we're talking about. So for, forgive me the bad segue, but uh, I wanted to touch on this story, too. This is kind of an interesting little video here. Uh, in the U.S., there's been a lot of back and forth uh, battles being waged over the issue of transgender athletes, most, especially in high school, if they're going to let males i don't know which words i'm allowed to use Bi um, biological males pe people who identify as women penises? play in the girls league i think yeah i think it'd say people with penises now is that, is that what you're allowed to say so that, that's what i say pregnant just to people not, pre yeah pregnant people i mean honestly i i, I know where this story is gonna go personally i think that it's such a minor issue because out of the number of trans people that actually exist, there's really only a couple that are doing this. Does that make sense? It's kind of, I don't know, maybe so, I'm, maybe so I'm blind, yes but I don't no. see I it mean, as a problem. The, what, what you're arguing is the same thing that Vosh said to me when I was giving him examples of oh, great. people getting raped. <laughs> of, you know, when I, oh, no, no, no. The, no, when the, it comes to sexual assault, no. Right. I, Even I, one I, is I know, but I, I, it's just the same kind of logic where it's like, well, it's not happening that much. Okay. Um, okay. Wait, wait. LP, LP, LP. Sexual no, I, assault I is not the, same, not the same, as, same thing as like but, going out but for But it sport. is, there, there is a victim. If you're talking about people who are dedicated athletes, who are trying Absolutely. to get sponsorships, trying to compete, trying to win accolades, just be the best they can be, whatever it is. If you're putting these people in unfair circumstances, you're victimizing them, not like getting raped yeah it's not as bad but it's the same principle okay yeah i completely okay, so agree with that because okay. you can train your whole life as a woman running track and put everything into it but then still a guy will be you yeah but you know? the, but feminists are the ones who wanted that though. the feminists are the ones who fought yeah. for these girls to be replaced in their sport yeah. so this the problem actually... that they should have should be with the feminists who who fought to replace them. I completely agree. I made a video about this recently where I I basically said like how feminism created the trans movement. And it was a person I I don't know if they were would call themselves queer, gender queer. I don't know. It was a TikTok video I saw. It was really interesting because the the person said that TERFs, you know, the trans exclusionary radical feminists are angry that they are um um, taking um, uh, over uh, the the role of like motherhood to, and and um, you know that the trans people the the trans male to female stuff like that women and saying over the mother movement they're saying like men can get pregnant this kind of stuff like invading female spaces like something like J.K. Rowling would say like like yeah. their biological sex is real basically yeah. and then the, this person's argument was that well you guys started this you wanted to alleviate yourselves from the role of motherhood and i think it's oswald spengler who says that essentially feminism was much less about being away from men as it was children that's what it was alleviating that that maternal role and going into the workplace and usurping the male role because a lot of feminists still date men those, you know, many are lesbians, but many also date men, but many don't, most don't have children and it's especially the very radical ones. But anyway, so the person said, you're the ones who started this and now men are usurping the female role. 
basically this is what it's become. So that crossover is happening now and feminists that are getting very angry. It's like, well, you open this Pandora's box and what did you think was going to happen? So they're erasing completely now any line between any role whatsoever, male and female. And this is the world that their utopian vision, I guess. It's kind of like Brave New World. That's what it reminds me very much like. Yeah, this is definitely sort of the the frontier of, of what I would call the sex wars, like the cutting edge, like really. Uh, anyway, can we can we hear what the guy? Yeah, said? let's watch this video. Because, so this guy okay. is advocate. Yeah. So this is a bill they're trying to pass to ban transgender athletes from girls sports. And this guy is a father of a transgender child or person who's arguing against it let's check this out those of you who would pass this bill into the full house claim to know the mind of god there are more genders than you are aware of there are more biological sex than you are aware of you do not know the mind of god i sit before you as a father your time is a constituent who votes or who will vote your time is a child every person affected by this bill so they cut his mic here your time is up. Would you would you move him from one table? They arrested him for that? Yeah, okay. So real quick, he is a father, regardless of how you feel about the LGBT, the straight, whatever, whatever, regardless, male, female, he is a father and he feels conviction in his in his soul to defend his child. I don't think he should have been arrested, but kudos to him for being arrested for sticking to his convictions. And I, I would say this whether he was aunt anti-LGBT or pro-LGBT, he's a father. Minutes, and I like think it's messed up that they arrested up, him. Sir. Thank you for your comments. Yeah, so they, they arrested him. And uh, from what I read, he's he's placed in a jail cell and he's facing charges of like disorderly conduct, which I agree is stupid. Like, sure, if he's going over time, remove him from the premises, but you don't have to arrest him. You don't have to charge him. This is just bad optics this is the kind of thing that lets the you know the pronoun gang on twitter start reading about fascism or whatever. yeah they just they just created a martyr out of him yeah so, so which, so which that, is even worse but there's a there's an interesting twist to the story that i found when i looked into it which is that the guy who we're listening to here the father whose name is Adig. Uh, where can I, it's in here somewhere. Was arrested. Okay. He, he uses they, them pronouns. Uh, well, of course it's, isn't it? Haven't they done, um, done studies, like at least just the social ones that usually the children, they have parents that are either pro LG, like they have parents that are either trans or pro trans. I mean, it usually doesn't just happen in a vacuum. Like they have friends that are trans. I mean, things like that. Yeah. Right. I mean, isn't it, it would make sense. So I'm always, I'm always on the lookout for stuff like that. This is another tweet yeah. that I saw. LP, how do you, okay. So you think that was messed up. What do you think they should have done? Just, just remove I him. Think they, just, just yeah. like have security yeah. escort him out and be like, all right, have a nice day. That's all you got to do. You don't have to arrest them. Yeah. Uh, but so here's another tweet this, that so I'm against that guy being arrested. I'm also against what he was arguing for. Obviously, I think that the you know this the sports thing. I don't I 
I don't know exactly what the solution is, but I'm not just like, hey, go sign up. So what what was his argument though? Because I just caught that last bit. That was there's it more basically sexes that and genders trans... that you're aware of? Which no, sorry, no, there's not. There's two sexes and genders are made up things. So. Yeah, we should, probably should have never invented gender, to be quite honest. It seems like it's just it's just causing more hassle than it was ever worth. Um, yeah. I, Wasn't the guy who invented the whole gender theory thing like some pedophile? That, yeah, like, Dr. Money. Yeah, I, yeah he, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That's a whole rabbit yeah. hole you can go down. Um, they don't talk about that a yeah. lot when they talk Very about disturbing. queer theory. All, all the queer theory people, too, who pushed the gender stuff, they're all pedophiles, too. It doesn't just start with him. It just It's just a long line of pedophile or pedophile I think, apologists I think that's what, who, who push this stuff. I think that's Weird what prevents normal people from even being able to like delve into this is once you realize that all the very vocal advocates of it are actual like if not maps they're map adjacent um they're all very pro the kinds of things that normal people can't align themselves with and it's unfortunate that the mouthpieces tend to often be like sexual abusers even of other women, women have come out and said that like certain LGBTQ uh, spokespersons have assaulted them. And so um, I think it's hard to, it, it's not going to get mainstream just because the people that are mainstreaming it, many of them have uh, really horrific records. So, so the one you were just showing, like, was yeah, that I was a, showing a tweet of a father, Gross. Or sorry, a mother daughter. I don't know how to word it. Trans. And I want. There's one other thing I wanted to show you here. I know it's in my replies. I just have to find. LP, it. you're just ignorant. My mouse wheel is broken. It broke yesterday. Yeah, so and I'm the vomit. Stop with the vomit okay. gift. Okay, here, here we go. Here we go. God. This is what I wanted to find. This is yeah. Garbage human sent me this. Okay, so. This is the quote tweets. I got to maximize it here. I don't know if you guys are able to read this on screen, what the people are saying, but they're, they're very happy about this development. They find it very wholesome and they celebrate it. And the original tweet had like 7,000 retweets or something like that. So people love this and but this life so there's one <laughs> not so happy. anyway it keeps going and going and going um there's a few I, we had who aren't we had uh, a detransitioner on the show a little while ago yeah there's a couple who aren't yeah. on board but and we talked about this idea of love bombing the lgbtq which is you come out as trans you come out as gay it's it's more fashionable to be trans now but you get love bombed and that was such a great conversation because i can't stop seeing it now all the time there was like another thing like demi lovato who i don't know if you guys know who that is but she's yeah like i know a, she is pop star of some kind she has a like long history of mental illness she though. came she came Very out as queer and it, yeah but she th there was a child yeah. there was a children's celebrity too i forget the name cringe panda sent me the story a long time ago and I l uh l i'm gonna get she's a or 
He? No, it's a girl who came out L as- L? There, no, there, but there's another one too. It was some story about the like her cousin like bought her like a best gay cousin shirt. I bet you if I Google best gay You remember cousin. the, you you posted a meme that was L, like L, L page, L something. Anyway, Ellen Page. Jojo Siwa. Okay, that, but okay, Jojo Siwa, but L, Ellen Page. I don't know what her name. Elliot Page. Elliot you know? Page. Yes, no, got Elliot got Page. full top surgery and is talking about how getting top surgery. Say, I, sorry. His yeah, life. I have that. I have that for our next thing to look at. Actually, okay, but I I don't understand the save my life thing. Maybe I should go get breast implants. Maybe they'll save my life. Maybe. I did, I did argue way back in the day, though, when they were talking about how these surgeries are so how we should um, how we should view them as like life saving procedures. I did bring up Kim Kardashian. I said, look, she's had all this work done. Everybody criticizes her. But as soon as her mo her mother in law now like, or mother, stepmom, whoever. Um, uh, yeah. Jenner. Caitlin. Um, yes. Caitlin Jenner. It's very Thank confusing. You. Yes. OK, so people will criticize the Kardashian girls for getting stuff in their face, for getting implants, for getting, you know, everything, changing their body to unnatural proportions. Yet when Caitlyn Jenner did it, got implants and all that, it was Yas Queen. So I'm like, so Kim Kardashian, maybe she identified as, as a woman with a larger chest and a slimmer nose and like a cut jawline. Maybe that's how she identified. So she got the surgery too. So if we're going to do this whole like body, uh, body morphing thing, it should pretty much be equal for everyone. LP, when are you going to get this job and Botox <laughs> to be, to be your true inner self? I don't, I'm not a fan of plastic surgery. Like people who are like seriously disfigured or whatever burn victims, like stuff. Yeah, like, like from an accident. Yeah. Deformed, but people who get plastic surgery to look better end up looking like mutants at some point. Maybe, maybe get away with mm -hmm. just a little bit, but I'm just not a fan in general. Um, so I, I have to say, I have to say, we're coming up on time here. I promised. Uh, Brittany, we'd keep it to an hour. It's like Saturday night where she is. She has stuff to do. Another like 15 minutes or so is no issue. Okay. okay. All right. So, so we got a little bit of time here. Um, do you want, do you guys, Brittany, do you have anything to say on the love bombing thing? Is that something you've thought about before? It, it was kind of, I had never thought about it until we talked about it on a previous episode. Do you and now mean... I see it everywhere. Okay. Brittany, this, this particular person was on Tumblr, which is where a lot mm -hmm. of this starts. Um, and they found that uh, they were just a normal person on Tumblr, normal, straight, white girl, nothing spectacular. As soon as she came out as trans, everybody loved her. It, she elevated. Of course. She was yeah. getting DM. Like there was a community there that was supporting her. She she had all these resources available to her um, emotionally. Uh, she had all these friends. Similar to if you get into an MLM, they describe it the same way. Um, so her her experience. That was, she realized that she wasn't actually trans later, that it was just, she needed that love. She needed to not be a white girl. Um, and I think that for some people, not all, I think there is really actually something going on that there's actual, um, like whatever they call it, not dysmorphia, what's the, yeah, body dysmorphia. But for others, um, I think that sometimes, especially when it feels inherited by like friends and family, I think in those cases, that it's just you, you show someone enough attention 
you know, and they're, well, they're going to, because a lot of times, at least at certain points in their life, maybe less in the teenage years, children want to emulate their parents. So this, um, and they're their greatest hero and who they admire. So it makes a lot of sense to me and kind of on that note of like wanting to fit in, it wouldn't surprise me if there are even straight white men who are transitioning, not because they even feel they want to, but just so they won't be so hated because it's so hard for straight. I actually saw a post. It was on, um, 4chan and someone posted it to Twitter about a guy saying this is what he had done because he couldn't live as a straight white male anymore and then transitioning made him welcomed in society and then everyone loved him. I think there's a lot of yeah. people who are subconsciously motivated. They, they may be not like that self-aware in what they're doing, but that's just part of the formula, part of the brainwashing, you know? Yeah. But also just on the, the note of the children, you're, I think it's your brain isn't fully formed until you're like 25. Uh, anybody who thinks a child can make a decision about whether or not to transition, I'm sorry, that's crazy. That's insane. A child cannot make this decision. Children don't vote. Children don't drink. Children don't smoke. But yet they can they can make a decision where it can permanent permanently alter their body. I'm sorry, this is madness. <laughs> really, the, the argument that I hear from like actual parents of those children is that the parents have been led to believe that if they do not allow their child to chemically transition, that it's somehow child abuse, and that their child, once they hit puberty, especially if it's a biological male transitioning to female, that once puberty hits, um, that a lot of those effects will be nearly irreversible um, versus females transitioning to males. It's a lot easier on the body. I, I don't know how that works, but um, once the testosterone is in your system, it's hard to step back from that so then the still, argument a I child is, cannot make that decision they're yeah. incapable the parents, as a child i'm just saying that the parents think that it's abusive not to mm. perform surgery or hormone oh therapy. certainly I, I certainly believe that these parents believe this um and yeah this is i mean the the ideology now a lot of people are in full support of this i, I absolutely believe that all right well uh, we have one last story to look at, which is uh, still related to this whole topic. And that's our friend, Elliot Page, who recently had a mastectomy, I believe is the term for when you have your breasts surgically removed and then went on Oprah to talk about it. Here's a little video we can check out. I don't think it's too long. Yeah. Minute 20 seconds get the volume up here all the trauma aside that it took you to get here the courage that it took you to stand within the truth of yourself and to do the thing that you've always known you needed to do what part of your transition has actually brought you the most joy goodness what has brought me the most joy the most joy. It's the little, it's, you know, getting out of the shower and the towels around your waist and you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're just like, there I am. And I'm not having the moment where I'm panicked. I'm not having all these little moments that used to be just being in a t-shirt. Um, 
It's, it's being able to touch my chest and, um, feel comfortable in my body for the, probably the first time. Tears of joy. All right. Uh, my problem, anytime an actor starts crying <laughs> is you never know because like uh, Elliot Ellen is so talented. I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Hard Candy, but that's like an awesome fucking movie. You guys I saw Juno. Yeah, Juno is good, but Hard Candy is the best thing that Ellen ever did. Other, uh, Sorry, Elliot. Other than uh, Trailer Park Boys. Um, I, you, you know, but somebody who is so capable of, this is why I would never want to date an actor. You know, it's kind of like if you're a rich man, you never know if the woman who's with you is just with you for your money. And when it comes to like, like dating an actor, it's like, you just never know if they're, they're being themselves because they're so good at being whoever they want. I, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying that that's, those aren't genuine tears, but it, it does feel if I can use the word privilege to be like a multimillionaire who's extremely talented, extremely well-known, extremely loved by so many people. I don't believe she, or sorry, that I don't believe he's ever been embroiled in anything that would be considered negative uh, publicly. Um, and to act just to put so much weight into a surgical procedure, because when trans people hear that, they see that it's important to get the surgery versus it's important to deal with the mental health issues. I would rather we address the trans issue with um, addressing the suicide rate rather than addressing the lack of, of surgery. Because I think that there, there needs to be a mental health aspect that needs to be addressed rather than just plastic surgery. But I'm not trans, so maybe, I don't know. What do you think, Brittany? I mean, I don't put any weight on celebrities. I don't trust them. I have, I mean, I think the only nice celebrity genuinely is maybe somebody like Keanu Reeves, but for the most part over the past, especially since the whole COVID um, crisis started, I've completely lost respect for celebrities in general. I never had a great amount of respect to them, for them, to be honest, but that just completely, I don't put any stock in anything they say. And I think they live in a totally different reality than any of us and they can't relate. Um, some can pretend to, but at, at a certain point they just don't anymore. Um, so I think if you want to examine the whole trans situation and debate, it's better to just stay away from celebrities that are going through it. You know, they always have to make it some big like press fest or whatever. Um, so yeah, I, that's why I haven't talked much about the Elliot page issue. I think I mentioned it in like one video in passing, but, um, it's not pretty so much. And to, I have no uh, idea. It's pretty hardcore to get your breasts removed. You know, there, there's yeah. definitely a level of commitment there. I mean, yeah. Caitlin won't do it. Caitlin won't get her. She won't get trimmed. <laughs> Caitlin, Caitlin, Caitlin Jenner. Yeah. But Caitlin, Caitlin Jenner won't get rid of oh the, yeah well that's even more hardcore <laughs> though if we're being honest that's you know there's so many risks involved with getting your dick removed it's a whole it's a whole nother level commit commit okay uh 
Brittany, um, I'm sorry. Brittany's like trying not to puke. All right, let's let's no. go into the super chats and then we'll we'll wrap it up because I don't think there's a whole lot that we can say about this. It, it just is what it is. Um, bu -bu -bum. let's see. So Pan Tifa sent $10. Thank you so much. And says, if you haven't watched, you can't stop progress from iHip on BitChute. You're missing the best content being put out, not affiliated, just a super fan. Thanks. I appreciate that. And yeah, I don't do it on YouTube anymore because it's too risky. They, mm. you're not allowed to put objective things on YouTube. You have to put the right context around it, which goes against the whole ethos of that series, which is to just show you things without commentary. So uh, bitshoot.com slash YCSP or also my Odyssey channel, which I'm trying to plug more because it's working a little bit better than Bitshoot these days. So you can also find me on Odyssey and there's a link in the description where you can find all that stuff. Uh, Neon Noir sent us 10 pounds without any comment. Thanks very much for the support. And Praxis Seizure, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read that, Praxis. You're my boy, but I'm not I'm not gonna read that. Uh, those are all the super chats. Let me check D Live real quick because I want to make sure that I'm making a habit of checking D Live. Let's do this, guys. Uh, but bum just in want case. to make sure nothing there someone sent us an ice cream and we got another five dollars coming from rocky desert flower who says pair character lifting some weights saying keep it up oh <laughs> that's like a sticker and i'm reading it on the restream which is like like i'm reading like the alt text okay Thank you, everybody, for supporting. Thank you for watching. Um, Brittany, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, it was such a pleasure. I really appreciate you inviting me. Thank you. You are a delight. Uh, why don't you tell... I put links in the description, of course, to your YouTube channel as well as your Twitter account for people who want to follow you. What else should people know? Do you, do you have some plugs you want to do? I would say, thoughts. yeah, the only other thing is perhaps my new book. Um, it's called, I actually have it here. It's called Patriots Not Welcome. It's about um, my whole my life since I got politically active since 2016. And I know it sounds like really narcissistic to write a book about that, but I promise you my life has been crazy enough to write a book about it. So I mainly did it as a way to write the truth about what, what's happened to my husband and me over the past several years, because they can just, as we've seen, ban you from the internet completely, even your website, the host, everything's down. And the only thing that remains about you are the lies in the mainstream media, and that will define you. So I wanted to write a book about everything, um, all the house raids, investigations. It's a really crazy book and have that there forever. And I think every political activist should do the same who has been defamed in some way. It's my recommendation. Yeah. But um, so if you want to... Yeah, if you want to check it out, it's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and um, yeah, I hope you do. Yeah, I might check that out. I myself. get a signed I, copy. We don't we don't really get into the more political stuff as much on this show, but you have mm -hmm. been really maligned. Like you, you've yeah, yeah. it's insane. You've been and I'm like, what did I even do? I can't even imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> negative yeah, articles. And yeah, it's a, negative articles it's that I've read about you the, that are you know, all. You know, the, you're like one yeah. of the nicest people. Like I said, you're a much better person than I am. You're kind of a role model yeah, just in terms of like, like your your. Um, 
I don't, I don't know how to say it, but just how nice you are to people. And it's, but, it, but you're also genuine. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like an act. I mean, you clearly, um, we would all know by now because enough people have met you in person to know that, um, this isn't, you're not putting on a, a YouTube act that you're actually a, a genuinely kind person. So thank you. That's so nice. Well, you guys are too. And, uh, yeah, let's move on from that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, I know it's more of a cultural show, but just if, if anybody's interesting, it is, yeah, a pretty yeah. wild ride. And yeah, it's amazing what, what's written about me versus what I actually believe in, what I've said, so. Great, all right, we'll leave it there. Thanks again, thanks everybody for watching. Uh, thanks to our sponsor, BitLevix, link in the description, yada, yada, yada. And uh, we have more interesting guests and more good shows lined up. So if you're new here, subscribe to the channel and uh, we'll catch you all on the flip side. Peace. We'll out. catch you outside. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll catch you all on the outside. How about that? <laughs>